What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. fuck out when i was like literally a child so he, what, what was that noise you'd make again <laughs> <laughs> so he would just come to your door and do that he shit would he would like open my door like right before i would go to bed and he'd just be like Rah. the monsters aren't under your bed <laughs> <laughs> they made you but yeah yeah he was also like had a Haunted house and that's awesome. Well, that's okay. So Spooky that's dookie. why you fit the fucking vibe. And he then. would fucking put our fog machines like in the house and do that shit and like strobe lights and. See, like okay, like, I'm like, bro, hold on a second, hold on, it was hold meant on to be. a damn minute. Yeah, that's why Bailey fits in so well right yeah. here. Yeah, She's like, like, I'm home. I'm the, in my I'm in my fucking, fucking element. Eight foot animatronics in this room, and Bailey's <laughs> just not like fuck. She gives no fucks about unfazed. it. Unf- well, yeah, unfazed. Yeah, I was. Is the best I was a haunted house actor when I was probably twelve or thirteen. So oh like, God, my parents decorated our house with fucking horses, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like Yellowstone vomited on the house. Yes, <laughs> and like so, like when I decorated this house, God bless my mom. If you're listening, my mom was like, "So, do we take <laughs> these down or we leave them up all year round?" I'm like, "We leave them up year round." Take these this down? is home decor. God damn it! <laughs> they stay up year round, yeah. all day. The the animatronics don't come down. Period. I think we just keep adding Purring. them. I mean, they're pretty cool. They are yeah, cool. I love them. <clears throat> we do have to put Esmeralda up a couple times. Who's Esmeralda? Oh yeah, you didn't get to see her because you joined after the f- the spooky season. Esmeralda is our fortune teller. Oh, I've heard the of front. her. Yeah, she sets up front in mm-hmm. the foyer and, and she's you- pronounced foyer. Foyer. Look here. <laughs> I am not French. It's pronounced a foyer. Say it. I feel like this Bailey just making it. Restart. She's just making I a vowels. Fucking done. I can't find the shirt. Shit. So. She's making a vowels into the sentence to confuse uh, you. Aaron. You know what? Then this is why I make Sam do all the fucking part <laughs> French pronunciations because I don't do them. I just don't do them. I don't do them. Um. So, let me tell you, I am very disappointed with Nicki Minaj's new <laughs> single. I thought it was going to have a lot more cryptid lyricism in it, 
and not uh, you and everybody else. Cryptid lyricism. It's called Bigfoot, and it has nothing to do with the goddamn Bigfoot. And I'm very upset about it. Just because she got shot in the foot. Nikki, I saw this TikTok that was like, Nicki Minaj said, um, she, the whole song was just, you got shot and you fucked on your mama and you got shot and you got shot. <laughs> like the whole thing was just like her, like just I was talking out of her fucking ass. I was expecting like a ghetto Bigfoot song and I was so excited about it. Like, Hood Rat Bigfoot would be the funniest goddamn thing to me. <laughs> Hood Rat and, Bigfoot? Yeah, like, and it had nothing to do with the fucking Bigfoot at all. It was, like, about Megan the Stallion, and I'm just very disappointed in that. Yeah, well, she did try, I guess. Well, she... If you want to call it that. Team and, Meg. Well, you know, I saw everybody talking about it, and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? Nicki Minaj put a song called Bigfoot. I checked this out, and I was like, the fuck is this? It's some bullshit diss track. I mean... It's not even a song about a Bigfoot. Yeah. I don't know. it, But it is breaking records, apparently. I'm not what? Sure. For but that's the just shittiest people song like drama. ever? It was like Apple Music number one, most plays in a day, or some shit like that. But what by their standards? But the thing, like- the thing that like it. Well, I did see that on Nicki Minaj's Instagram, so who knows? But the thing that like trips me out about the whole beef is that like Megan didn't even like directly call Nicki out or anything like that. Like all she said was like these bitches mad at Megan, but they're really mad at Megan's law. And then Nicki Minaj just took it upon herself to like if the shoe fits the shit and like it says more about her because like oh well, so you agree is her <laughs> husband like a sex offender yes but well, like there you go multiple time yeah not, not allowed near a school yeah like sorry you married a fucking weirdo like why are you mad like yeah but anyway anyway it's february guys so it's the season of love. Is it? It is. It's a season of love. I feel like Ew. you're bringing something that, or Sam has brought us something. No, no, this was my, the, actually, this was a listener no, you request. you curated this. I curated this a little bit, but um, this was a request we've gotten for a year from a friend of yours <laughs> at the game store we go to, Beck. Oh, Beck. So thank you, Beck. Beck's family. I don't, I don't know if I, I'm thanking you in like the beginning of this episode, or if I'm going to thank you at the end. But it's one or the other. <laughs> so, well, you already did it. So it's it's in the beginning now, so it sticks. Here's <laughs> I don't know about later. Here's what's crazy, right? Uh huh. So Beck's family ended up with our subject to today's dog. What? Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay. They ended up with this dude's dog um, after he was uh, arrested. So, shout like out to Beck for requesting this. More about that. Yeah, her gra- her grandma ended up with the dog. I guess they were like neighbors because they're from West Virginia. West Virginia. All right. I'm sorry. That's, right. that's the no, only no, time no. I'll do that the whole time. No, you're you're fine. You are totally fine. Eric is a West Virginia boy. So what you mean is that I can sing the whole song right now? Sure. No, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Just, just go Mountain Mama. I just want to hear Mountain Mama. Mountain Mama. <laughs> Mountain Mommy. 
Woo! Eric, please hide your boner. <laughs> a boner for that? She's got to sing the whole song for that. I don't just pop wood for free. If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Jesus Christ. All uh, right. Well, yeah. On that so, note. On that note, welcome to Creeps from the Crypt, everyone. As always, I'm Eric, and I'm joined by... Christian. And Bailey. So, me and Sam kind of tag-team these <laughs> notes a little bit. So, you're going to definitely see a conflict of writing styles for a hot second here at the beginning. It was about Mama. Uh, I don't know. If you say you're the mountain mama, he's the mountain mommy. 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 Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm definitely not. Christian's my mountain mommy. Well, you know, (laughs) she she has that effect on the ladies. (laughs) It's those titties. (laughs) It's those big old fucking titties. Tig old bitties. That is true. But yeah, uh, Valentine's Day is fastly approaching on us, so this story today might make you rethink some of those things uh, that you would be getting into this season, like swiping right or left on certain people. I know know Bailey is uh, (laughs) cringing at this story right now because uh, you pay for Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Do not fucking call me out like that yes i pay for tinder because i want to see who likes me before i embarrass myself and like them like if you don't like me i don't like you fuck you it's a numbers game you just always swipe right bailey is before the age of like plenty of fish where it was like it's just fucking wild west like just like god plenty of fish was the wild west it was the wild west it's like people are posting photos from 10 years earlier (laughs) jesus it was it was wild. Of course, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm out of the dating game now. I'm, I'm good. I always just wonder if I'm a catfish. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I also like think that when I actually meet guys off of Tinder, they're like, like my personality is probably the scariest part of all of it. Like, they're probably like, "What the fuck is wrong with this girl?" Like, see, I don't I don't think that. About me? Like, yeah, just like mm. being around you, I'm like, eh, you mm. don't give that vibe. There's been a few people I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, before I got back with Christian, I was just like, I would go out on some dates, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it'd be crazy. I mean, I've been... I don't know if it's a, like a compliment or like... The dating like, pool is very shallow. Oh, so am I like semi-normal? Hmm. You, you were you were the best match. Oh, let's put it know. that way. Love hey. that for you. Love that. Yeah. When I was in college, the uh, probably bunch of my meals, most the majority of my meals, were courtesy of Tinder dates. There's a girl that s- said she saved twenty grand a year by going out on dates like seven nights a week. Literally, me in college. But there you yeah, go. Still don't have a boyfriend. So. <laughs> I wonder why. Bailey's kind of the opposite <laughs> of this story here tonight because uh, she was the one doing the swindling. Tinder swindler. So without further ado, let's get into this. Great. So finding love has never been easy. Before the days of online dating and swiping right and left on dating apps, placing marriage ads in newspapers was one option for lonely Americans seeking companionship. 
Today, these ads are often called Lonely Hearts ads, but they used to be known as personal or matrimonial ads. From the late 1600s, when the first known Lonely Hearts ad appeared in a newspaper, it was placed by a gentleman about 30 years of age who was seeking some good gentlewoman that has a fortune of 3,000 L or thereabout. Given that the daily wage back then was about two shillings, demanding that the recipient had 3,000 at their disposal, which is over 250,000 in modern currency, he certainly knew what he was after. Through money. <laughs> money. He's like, I'm a 30-year-old big dick motherfucker. <laughs> like, right, right. Pay me. He's a sugar baby. Love that. That's really, exactly he what he needs to have was. seeking arrangement for real. All right, so he missed the boat on Ashley Madison. Yeah. Well, this is like 1695. Oh, yeah. So this he is way before the internet. Days. He's like, I got a big dick and I'm kind of attractive. Oh, so he's a gigolo? No, no, that's the a, insane clown posse people. No, or is that juggalos? That's juggalo. Yeah, juggalos are. Juggalos a male prostitute. Hell yeah. (laughs) They're just slinging that dick everywhere. Slinging dick. So, um, through the twentieth century, ads at seeking marriage and other types of relationships, slinging dick, slinging dick, flourished in the papers. The ads were as varied as the people who placed them. The other initial adverts were also fairly superficial with criteria such as no body deformity, a shapely ankle, or a well-proportioned head. So, all right, you're on, you're on Tinder all the time, right? I'm going to put that in my bio. <laughs> Looking for someone with a shapely ankle. Cankles? What? I got you right here, fam. Here you go. Look. Look at my shapely ankle. I finally found him. <laughs> You're going to have to fist fight her for it. Noted body deformity, shapely ankle, or well-deformed head. Well proportioned head. You got any brothers with shapely ankles? That are you not- know, I actually do. <laughs> He's not single. We well, can fix that. I'm just yeah, kidding. I, was say, kidding. <laughs> I don't know. He might be. That's fucked up. Anyway... However, seeking a spouse through the newspaper was inevitably a risky venture. So, what is the weirdest thing you've seen on Tinder, though? Like, for a requirement. <laughs> a requirement for dating. Um, I, I've been so detached from the dating scene. I have, to, I have to have somebody who has their finger on the pulse of it. So, people don't really, like... Nobody's, like, has to be no. skinny. Because you see that a lot more with, like... I see it a lot on Instagram with these videos of these dudes that put their microphone up in front of a girl that's like oh, 350 yeah, yeah. pounds. They're like, oh, he's got to be at least 6'5 and make <laughs> six figures. And I'm like, bitch, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. Um. So m- most of the bios aren't really anything like that. Like, for example, my bio is, um, quote, part-time muscle mommy, part-time rave legend, end quote. Um, so, <laughs> All right. Um, that's more about me. But like most most guys bios are fucking stupid. Like I like to fish. Or like, I don't know. We're in South Carolina. Not a lot of brain cells in the state. Mm. So I think back in the day, man, it was like 
love to go to concerts, uh, love music. Hit me up if you're like-minded or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look. Um, I'll send you guys some screenshots of some interesting yeah, if you got some, profiles. If you got some fun ones, yeah. send them. I don't know if we can like post them on the Instagram page. We can blur, pe- blur the people out. Yeah, if you want to blur the faces out and just like post their, <laughs> their Stay shit. Stay tuned for weird fucking Tinder bios. I also yeah. have Bumble, so. Oh, Bailey's going to start sending oh, all is, the fun shit. I will start posting the like Instagram messages that I get. You get good instant messages? Yeah, dude. I don't. What am I doing wrong? They're like, let me motorboat your titties. I mean. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Why don't you just name your fucking price, Christian? I tried. I'm (laughs) going to fucking try to run it, and they won't give any money. I was like, girl, we got to get you an OnlyFans. For real. Yeah. They're just like. We got to get you paid. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. I was like, well. Man up. I don't know. So yeah. Indian dude wanted to see what this big titties fart. And I was like, big I Big titties fart? Yeah. yeah. You gotta see how like, those big titties fart. Shout out to Christina P. and Tom What does Segura. that mean? Like, just. I'll show you later. <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? Like, you don't, show me how those big titties have, fart, man. You like, when titties, like, go next to each other and they make, when like, they, a fart When they noise. flop together. My titties do not flop together. No, mine flop. <laughs> They make a, a serious I mean, like clatter. They're like, "Hello." So when, so when you're not, when can you're I on hear top, them to these clap like, or what? Yeah, sure. After the after this, do it in the microphone. I will do, do it. it. Do it right now. <laughs> She'll do it. <laughs> that is literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, Eric will like, look at me and like be smiling while we're like having you sex. You just and heard Christian's tits <laughs> clapping at the camera. Eric will literally like, the, look at me microphone. and I'm like, I'm like, are you, are you like, like, you like me like smiling in this like shit eating grin like ever. And like, I'm yeah, like, I made what him do that. Like, he's are clapping. Yeah. He's like, your titties are clapping. <laughs> They're like making so much noise. And I'm like, I'm making myself conscious about the fact that my titties making noise right now. Just, just <laughs> so flopping funny. together. I don't think my titties have ever clapped. No, my clap. Hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to test it later. I'll literally be like by myself in my room later, <laughs> being like, trying to like push it. Like, come on. <laughs> I will. It, this is is the thing. Yeah. Well, you just totally saw my wife's tits. <laughs> I've seen a lot of tits in my day. Yeah. I actually kind of be desensitized to showing my tits at this point. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not only did I used to work at Victoria's Secret, but I also am like a, a big fan of the dollhouse. <laughs> I've seen enough. We should all go together. Then. We worked, should. I love it there. I worked there forever. You what? I worked there. Oh, I thought you said I've worked there forever. And I was like, yeah, I worked there still? forever. No, not now. <laughs> what did you do? Were you a shot girl? No. Oh, were yeah. you a dancer? Oh, yeah. Nice. Not ballet and shit. Not ballet. Not the, not the ballet kind. fucking ballet on stage. On the pole. <laughs> Before uh, before me and her got back together. I also worked at Masters, and um, once we start getting into these lonely hearts, I have I have stories. That well, will, that let's will, uh, that let's will, that will be PG. The right best, on the best. Yeah, because this show I know is so PG. our male listeners are gonna love this episode. Yeah, titties yes. clapping. Yeah, they, yes. they my Tinder bio. Clap. They can find yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's let's move on. <clears throat> anyway, 
Um, so obviously seeking a spouse through the newspaper was inevitably a risky venture. Criminals would end up using these ads as a hunting ground. The actual motivations of these criminals are varied. The crimes may have involved a simple robbery, an elaborate insurance fraud scheme, rape, or any of the several other ritualized pathological impulses, such as mutilation or cannibalism, or just straight-up murder. Now, if you recall our Albert Fish episode, remember, he found uh, Grace Bud's family through the wanted ads um, before he basically abducted Grace Bud and... Oh yeah, yeah. He was mutilated using, and cannibalized her. No, he wasn't using him as like he was using him as like he was trying to work. find boys. No, he was trying to find a man to eat, and then uh, because he he was looking for a strong young lad, and then fell in love with an eleven year old girl, and Ew. was like, I have to eat her. Ew. He's yeah, he icky. was a sick fuck. And then you remember. Um, He's so not. Bailey wasn't here for this, but uh, Albert Fish used them. H. H. Holmes used them for insurance fraud. Used it, what? The, the ads. One, the ads. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know H. H. Holmes. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was big on insurance fraud, so I'm sure mm-hmm. there was some of that in there. Don't tell me Jeffrey Dahmer did. Mm. No, 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 no. Maybe I don't know. No, I don't think he did. I don't recall that happening, but yeah, uh, I know Albert Fish for a fact used him, and I believe H.H. H. Holmes probably used him Damn. to commit like some insurance fraud shit. Sounds about right. So, sometimes murder is not the original intent, but does become a byproduct of rape or other struggles. In some cases, murder Sometimes you gotta kill some money. Sometimes you just gotta kill a bitch. You gotta cover up a crime. Um, in some cases, murder is committed simply to cover up the original crime. Some, on the other hand, are serial killers who utilize this method of targeting victims, either exclusively or when it suits them. Which is going to bring us to our topic this week. He is West Virginia's first serial killer, Harry Powers. His barbarity has inspired much speculation. The 1953 novel Night of the Hunter and the 1955 film of the same name, starring Shelley Winters and Robert Mitchum, were based on the tale. As recently as 2013, Jane Ann Phillips in her novel Quiet Dell examined the case anew. Harry Powers is known as the Lonely Hearts Killer, Mail Order Bluebeard, and the Bluebeard of West Virginia. Bluebeard is... um a name that was given to a French serial killer named Gilles de Ray or Gilles or Gilles, Gilles de Ray, um, which we'll cover at some point, but super fucked up guy. That one was, but, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Didn't know that. But before there was Harry Powers, AKA Cornelius Pearson, AKA Joseph Gildrome, there was Herman Drenth. There are a lot of hypotheticals in this story because of Herman's habitual lies throughout his life. We're also going to refer to him as Herman the entire time because he went by so many aliases that there's no way to figure out who he was. I ended up changing it to Harry later on. Okay. So we're not going to refer to him as Herman the entire time. We're We're just here to confuse you. Yeah. um, I forgot to change that part when I was (laughs) reading Sam's notes. I was like, his name's Harry Powers. Yeah. So Harry Potter's. Sure. Yeah. 
in the chamber I, of debauchery. Debauchery. Which is accurate because he had a chamber of debauchery. So I was immediately thinking of Austin Powers when you said Harry Powers. Well, he did have some mojo, baby. Oh, there was some mojo. Oh, Lord. All right, so... Herman Drenth was born in Beerta, Netherlands in 1893. He was the third of four children, but two of the four had passed very young, and he was raised by both parents. He was originally going to be named Harm, which is appropriate, um, but he was a difficult child who was prone to lying and stealing. It's unclear if Herman's parents sent him to live in the U.S. at age of 18 because they wanted him to straighten out or if it's because they were afraid of him. Herman moved to Iowa and was caught torturing farm animals and got arrested for stealing a car. But then he busted out of prison with the help of his girlfriend at the time. In 1921, he was incarcerated in Wisconsin for burning down the home of the girl he was interested in after seeing she married someone else. Mm. That's, you know, Seems valid. Nor- normal behavior. True. Totally he, fine. He said what he said. So after his release in 1922, he began using the service called Lonely Hearts. It's a mail order agency for people to find love. I need that. You're going to get murdered. (laughs) No. I mean, I think you can still put those out on Craigslist. But most of the time, they're just used for fucking. Mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's like big dick bull looking for, <laughs> for for a hole tonight. Disgust. Okay, so um, old Herman didn't use it for those reasons, though. He used it to scam innocent women who were just looking for love. He moved to Cambridge in 1924, then to Mansfield, Ohio, where he drugged his wife's tea with sleeping pills. When she woke up, she found that not only were her valuables gone, but so was her husband. Fast forward to 1927, he decided on the small town of Quiet Dell, West Virginia, near Clarksburg, West Virginia, under the name Harry Powers. There, he began to assume the character of an Oklahoma oil stock promoter, the first of several aliases he adopted. A year later, after having responded to her advertisement in Lonely Hearts magazine, he married Luella Struther, who owned a farm and a nearby grocery store. But dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, I was just thinking that she probably got some money. But his taste for Lonely Hearts correspondence wasn't satiated by finding a wife. He began to take out his own advertisements, posting false information in an attempt, apparently, to capture the attention of lonely, wealthy women. Many wrote in response. According to the U.S. Post Office, letters poured into Clarksburg at a rate of 10 to 20 per day. Which is fucking insane at that point in time in history. Like this, I can't even answer like one or two notifications on my phone. <laughs> he was getting, he was getting like, he was getting. He bitches. basically doubled the amount of mail that that town should be getting a day. Wild. So was he taking out ads in that town? Like, where was the mail coming? No, from? he was taking out towns all over the country, like taking out ads all over the country. Oh, and his return address was always to his his primary residence. He, it's not even like he had a fucking PO box. <laughs> like Just straight shit- to his wife's home. Yeah, his wife's farm. (laughs) Great. So the following year, he received a promotion to manager at a local vacuum sales company when a man named Dudley Wade, Harry's boss, mysteriously vanished. 
Harry had accused Dudley of pocketing money and stealing vacuums and then taking off with the money. In July 1929, Golda Brown, a nurse in Cleveland, was found poisoned. Found near her body was a suicide note that wasn't written in her handwriting. Golda's father was informed by letter correspondence signed by one of Harry's many aliases. When her father was identifying Golda's body, a man who fit the description of Harry told him to grab the body and get the hell out of town. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 1930 was relatively, relatively quiet. It's assumed that Herman was training at the grocery store him and his wife were running, or he was just extra careful with his murders. There was one account from a landlady in Morris, Illinois, where she identified Harry and his car in the case of an unsolved murder. The same landlady was renting a garage to Harry, or one of his many aliases, and had begun to complain about an awful odor coming from the garage. We know that's never a good sign. Yeah, no, that means... He quickly packed up and left town, and a few hours later, an unknown female body was found wrapped in a burlap sack on the side of the road. By this time, Harry had almost finished the construction of a new garage on their property with a very unusual basement. Harry had built a secret torture chamber underneath the garage that he described as his little workshop. He said during his trial that it was a million times better than any cat house had ever visited. Which is just a whorehouse. Ah, I was confused for a moment. Harry continued to nurture his Lonely Hearts ad responses and using the name Cornelius O. Pearson. Which I don't know about you ladies, but that should get all the ladies wet. Such a sexy name. Cornelius, a white guy named Cornelius. (laughs) That's just a panty dropper. Panty dropper. Harry Powers began writing to Asta Eicher, a widowed mother of three who lived in Park Ridge, Illinois, a suburb just north of Chicago in 1931. So it's about eight and a half hours from Quietdale, West Virginia. His trap set. He went to visit her in June, during which the couple left on a romantic interlude, while the children, Greta, Harry, and Annabelle, remained with Elizabeth Abernathy, a sitter. Several days later, Abernathy received a letter from Iker that indicated Pearson would be back to pick up the children. Afterward, one of the children, young Harry, was seen briefly at a Park Ridge bank, into which he had been sent to withdraw a check on the Iker account. Which is fucking insane that this asshole sent a kid in to go get the fucking money. He's like, you go get the mom's money. <laughs> Jesus. I'll buy you an ice cream. Mm. Well, if he'll murder, that's probably another thing he'll do. Most, how old was this kid? Probably like 11 or 12. Ours would trade us in for a honey bun. <laughs> Bag of Doritos. Yeah. Flaming Hot Cheetos, actually. Oh. Yes. But yeah. T- Takis. Absolutely. Get him Takis and we're good as dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So 
So Herman tortured Asta and her children for several days. He decided to lock up the children in a cage, forced to watch as he hung each family member one at a time. Until 12-year-old Harry began to scream when Herman got to Asta and put her in the noose. He took a claw hammer and bludgeoned Harry to death. 14-year-old Greta and their and 9-year-old Annabelle were hung like their mother. Shortly after the murders, Herman was seen with stomatifus sphicius. <laughs> Sam wrote a note that said, sorry, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> you did it great. I did. I did. I did. Okay. Who was a local shoe shop owner on the day of his mysterious disappearance. His body was found with a gun nearby during Harry's trial, but he was never officially linked to Harry. Before the ground where Harry had buried the Iker family had grown over, Harry began to correspond with Dorothy Lemke of Northborough, Massachusetts, and persuaded her to move in with him in Iowa, where he claimed to live, and to withdraw $4,000 from her bank. She apparently did not notice that Powers had asked her to send her trunks to Fairmont, West Virginia, in care of Cornelius O. Pearson. Huh. You would think that Iowa would be a lot different than West Virginia. You'd think. Just saying. But no. Harry strung her up from the rafters in the garage and starved and taunted her with a bucket of food hanging from her neck just out of reach of her mouth. He like reverse Buffalo Builder. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Instead of putting her in a well, he just hung her up from the ceiling. After days of that, Dorothy was strangled with a belt and then buried with the rest. Meanwhile, police in Illinois began to investigate the disappearance of Iker and her children. While the police were going through the Iker home and they found a letter with a return address of a Cornelius O. Pearson of Clarksburg, West Virginia. Police in Illinois and West Virginia soon realized that no one named Cornelius Pearson lived in Clarksburg though the description matched that of grocer Harry Powers, who they then arrested as a suspect. Sheriff Wilford B. Grimm of Harrison... Great name. Wilford B. Grimm? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He this, be Grimm. This he, will be Grimm. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is kind of a good name. Of Harrison County, obtained a search warrant, and then the horrors of Quietdale quickly began to unfold. Grimm and his deputies found four rooms secreted beneath the Powers garage. The small bloody footprint of a child, a burned bank book, blood-soaked hair and clothing. These they discovered in the damp and shadow. A crowd gathered as police began to dig into a newly made ditch behind the house. There were the bodies of all five victims found rotting. Harry was questioned about the Ikers and said that they'd moved out west, but let it slip that Asta had followed him to West Virginia a few months prior. He was then subjected to a brutal interrogation that consisted of a broken arm and nose. Yeah, they beat the fucking shit out of him. They also placed hard-boiled eggs under his armpits. You're going to have stinky pits if you don't confess. Who knows why the fuck they did that, but all right. And they were just out of ideas. Like, they beat the fuck out of him, and he's like, I'm not confessing. 
Well, you're going to have sulfur pits if you don't <laughs> What if we put guess. eggs in your armpits? Then will you tell oh us? Oh, my God, I'm going to break. <laughs> they use sleep deprivation to get him to confess to the murders of the Iker family and of Dorothy Lemke. When he was asked about the other victims, Harry would just say, I don't know, you've got me for five murders. What good would 50 do? Police did find evidence that they believe... Where the fuck did he pull 50 out of his ass from, you know? Mm. Just saying. Mm. Maybe he didn't pull it out of his ass. Maybe he pulled it out of his memories. Maybe. Maybe. Police did find evidence that they believe could link Harry to other murders. They also found a trunk full of letters from all over the country where he was in contact with over 200 other women. Some he had marked for death. It appeared that he was running this con for over a decade under many different aliases. Harry would confess to these murders, but when the police would bring him the confession papers to sign, he refused, claiming that if he did, he would incriminate his wife and sister in the murders. Which always intrigued me, because it's like, his wife had to have known. Mm. Maybe she was like blissfully ignorant. Yeah. I, I don't believe that. Like, how many times can you lie and say, I gotta go on a business trip, when... He works at your grocery store. True. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe the money I, I, coming in was like. I feel not like he was scamming these women out of money, and his wife was totally okay with it. It wasn't any money coming out of her. Well, no, because they were accomplices. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like coming out of her like fund. It was coming. Well, I mean, he's still like the whole thing is. Would you? <laughs> You know, it's like... It'd be really fucked up if it was, like, a husband and wife, and they were together in it, and... Well, that has happened before. eh, you go fuck Mm -hmm. them over. There's another set of Lonely Hearts killers that we'll cover probably next year. There's more? There's a lot of people that use these things. Who uses these things? Why are you using these Serial (laughs) killers. Yes. Bailey. I would. (laughs) No, I would die. Um, so Bailey, as your adopted parents, we refuse to let you use this. Fine. Can I keep the tender platinum? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. I mean, it's funny content. So sure. (laughs) So when police agreed to remove the wife and sister's names, he agreed to sign the papers. After his arrest, hysteria ensued. On September 20th, 1931, thousands surrounded the Harrison County Jail, where Powers was being held and demanded that he be given to the mob. The yeah, co- they, like, basically started a fucking riot. Well. Because so. they, they wanted to kill this motherfucker. As they should. Mm. The Clarksburg Fire Department was forced to employ tear gas to disperse the crowd. Because of how heavily publicized his crimes were, he wouldn't be able to get a fair trial in Harrison County. He was concerned that his trial would turn into a spectacle. The trial in Clarksburg began on December 7th and lasted five days. Around 1,200 people showed up to watch his trial I, say, I don't think there was 12,000 in West Virginia at <laughs> that time. I'm a good reader, but I am also like number illiterate, mathematically illiterate. That's totally fine. I'm the same way. Don't ever ask me to math. 
Um, so many people were in attendance that the venue was moved to Moore's Opera House. The second day of the trial, he tried to claim his own innocence because he was so miserable in his marriage that it drove him into the arms of other women and that he only signed the confession because he was brutally beaten by police. That explains the bodies in your backyard. Yeah, that, that's totally... <laughs> okay. Okay. Totally explains it. I, I was beaten and I am totally innocent. I don't know how those bodies put got there. Those aren't my bodies. <laughs> Jesus. Like I don't watching, even know those women. Yeah, it's like watching cops when they uh, pull over the guy with a bunch of drugs on him and he's like, I don't know how that got there. They're what? your pants, dude. What is it that uh, Bill Clinton said? I never had. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I did, in fact, though, fly on Epstein's plane 27 times. Did he? 27? Yeah, 27 times. Ew. On the Lolita Express. But we'll, we'll probably never cover Epstein because I don't want the podcast to get blacklisted. So I don't want to get murdered. Yeah, I would like to... Stay under the Clintons hit list. So yeah, um, I'd like to live. Yep. Um. So Google that though, if you uh, want a good time. Google the Clinton associates that have been murdered list, and uh, you'll have you'll have some real fun with that. Mm. Mm. After about two hours of deliberation, Harry was convicted and sentenced to hang in the gallows at West Virginia State Penitentiary on December 12th, 1931. He was hung in Moundsville, West Virginia on March 18th, 1932. His wife refused to claim his body, so he was buried in a pauper's field in Tom's Run Valley. He's a piece of shit. We actually went to a pauper's field when we went to uh, New Orleans. What's a pauper's field? So it's basically a place for people that don't have the money to have like a normal burial at a few, like a cemetery. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad. It's no, it's like actually kind of poetic. You, you pay dirt cheap prices and you have to dig the hole your fucking self. Whoa. Yeah. Like we well, saw it. Wild. Like if you're dead, you don't have to dig the hole. Clearly, you're- but like your family has to go and dig the hole. And then they like bury the casket in there. Whoa! It, yeah. It's it's really cool. Next time we go to New Orleans, you should come with us. It was really fun. Okay. It, it'll be cool. Very cool. interesting. We'll, we'll go to uh, St. Louis Number One and go see. Which like, is the one that you see like every time we like they show New Orleans like with the cemetery and stuff. It's all the raised beds and stuff. It's really cool. We drove by it. The popper feels. I went the like, first time I went. I did not get to go the second time when me and her went because I COVID. I literally caught COVID when, damn. when we flew out there. That sucks. Yeah. So I was like gimp the entire time. I stayed alive <laughs> on like cigarettes and bourbon and that was it. It was great. True. True. It was, it was a fun trip. But either way. All right. So now that we know that, according to a newspaper in Camden, New Jersey, the thirst for blood had reached theatrical proportions. Mm. Moundsville had taken on a holiday festive appearance in preparation for the execution of the man whose crimes startled the world. Outside the prison, a crowd gathered along the curbs. Automobiles were lined up for blocks. 
Also, the missing vacuums that Herman had accused his boss Dudley of taking were found in Herman's garage. Neighbors claimed to still hear screaming coming from the garage, which is still standing, by the way. Mm. Haunted garage. Yeah. Who knows how many souls Ooh. were lost in there? So Ooh. many boxes. Well, they only found five bodies in his house. So, <laughs> so many boxes and bodies. Yikes. But well, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, Harry Powers. So, guys, we're excited for this season of... Um, Snaps. True crime. It's basically true crime nonstop. I love that. So it's much. It's... This is our first serial killer of this year, so mm, fucking we're hurrah. getting like a little bit of I'm getting a little bit of like dance. Like I feel like it's like yeah, summer. We're right basically now. hitting the gas with true crime and not taking it off until after summer slaughter's over with. It's like there's a few breakups in it, but that's just to create some levity. Um, because some of the topics we have planned for this month and next month are fucking horrendous. I'm yes. so excited. Um, just so you guys know, we have like Toy Box Killer next month. Oh, oh I'm so excited. That guy. Um, it's going to be great. I'm so fucking excited for Toy Box <laughs> Killer. Is, like the first time Eric ever heard him talk. Eric has quoted him more times that I I would want you to know as our adopted child. I I, I love his (laughs) 45 minute tape, which I will put out on the podcast as a bonus episode. Oh my God. Um, It's just going to be him. Like I'll do the intro for it. It's fucking crazy. And it'll be 45 minutes of, the toy box killer talking you through his intro video to when you've been kidnapped and it's going to be so fucking wild. Uh, this, yeah, this year we're, we're leaning heavy. we we got some real heavy fucking hitters. I'm excited for summer slaughter planned. Um, Christian's got some requests. Bailey's got some requests in Texas killing fields. What? The Texas killing fields. That's your request. What was yours again? I think mine was Madeline McCann. So there you go. We got, I'm just giving you like three big spoilers now. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, guys, Christian, do the thing that you do. If you like the bloods and you like the gore and you like us, (laughs) make sure you guys are following us on TikTok. Instagram. If you like titties clapping. Yeah. If you like titties clapping. Uh, if you want to hear those big titties fart, as as we put out there, all serious. Shout out to your mom's house on yeah, that one. Yeah, seriously. Um, thank you guys so much for the follows that you guys have given us and getting us to a thousand followers. Yeah. Oh my god! Instagram. Holy shit! Milestone. Milestone. Love to all of you. Now that being said, make sure you guys are following us on the Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, all the socials. Please make sure you guys are commenting. We love that. We live for it. It makes us happy. You know when you get that special comment from somebody that makes you happy that they even like we're like ah that they even send you like a ha ha video or something like that. That's how we feel about it. So when you guys comment on our videos and we always reply. Yeah, please, please, and, and especially if you have suggestions, we love those. I love suggestions. 
Because yeah, there, we do have some so openings many this year. Thing, there are so many things that we haven't thought of, even dived into. There is so much that we want to share with you guys. And please make sure you guys, if you have suggestions, please send them to us. We honestly like take them into consideration and try to fit them in if we can. And if we get enough like traction on them and enough people will request them. So if there's something really, really want to hear, please if send it to us. If you have a serial killer you want to hear about, I'm that about you it. think would be a good episode, send it to us. I have you a have couple a spots left for summer slaughter. Um, but yeah, uh, until next week, guys. Stay, stay creepy. Cre- oh, okay. You jumped in on that. <laughs> was, God damn you, bitch. You stole my line. Go ahead. Stay creepy. And stay spooky. Stay strange. And as Sam would say, stay safe. Bye, guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.